0: Hey there, hockey fans. It is Tuesday, July 24th, and welcome to this week's edition of From the Press Box here on the AHL Report. I'm your host, Amy Johnson, the lead correspondent here at the AHL Report, and of course, I'm joined every week by my fabulous co-host, the founder and editor-in-chief here at Rocket Sports Media, Mr. Rick Stevens. And Rick, July is ticking by like you would not believe, like, it's almost the end of July. It's almost like we have like a month and a half until training camp starts. It's crazy.
1: The dog days of summer and um, my phone fills every day with heat warnings. Um, and, nice. Uh, so in, enjoy the heat. Um, find yourself a beverage and um, and sit back and listen to us, of course, every week, every Tuesday.
0: What? I mean, clamoring to listen on a tuesday every tuesday we don't take the summer off because there is no off season in hockey there's really not um a beverage this sounds tuesday, good
1: yeah this tuesday uh what beverage should you be having well we just so happen to be airing on national tequila day well national tequila day <laughs> what do you got pouring there?
0: <laughs> got a little Jose Cuervo oh, Special wow. Gold right here.
1: Wow. And, now, when uh, you say Jose Cuervo and and you think hockey, um, mm. I, don't, I don't know how those two go together, but they did go together in a in a Twitter post, um, rather memorable Twitter post uh, from the infamous Yarimir Yager, um, about a year ago this time. Now I guess it was uh, as training camp was approaching, and and he was without a team. And he said, "Look, I'll just tell my cat there's a chance to play in the NHL this year." And he, and the cat is sitting with a uh, bottle of tequila on his chest, um, and he's buried in twenty dollar American bills. So um, nice. Yeah.
0: Yeah, it happens to be the same exact bottle of Jose Cuervo that's sitting in front of me. Um, wow, you know. So I'll say salud to everyone. Grab some tequila today, whether it's a tequila shooter or a margarita or a little Patron. I think I have some Patron in the house too. Maybe maybe I'll do a tequila sampling today.
1: Something to that effect. I don't know.
0: Make sure you grab some you know tequila the, today.
1: And the funny thing is. If you have to, you're still oh, pouring. Some of, that just happened.
0: <laughs> some of that might have happened to have made it past my
1: lips. Well, that'll warm you up for the broadcast. There um, you go. Uh, the, the interesting thing is if you uh, Google, go ahead and Google um, tequila and NHL player. Uh, the first, well, that's the first, re- <laughs> re- the first result is Jack Eichel. Um no, I guess it's okay, because that's... of the letters in his name or whatever, but, but that's just, <laughs> just an odd fact for the day.
0: Next time I interview Jack Eichel, maybe I'll ask him why that is. Mm-hmm. All right. I have some tequila spillage over here, so we'll have to deal with that later. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Okay, so National Tequila Day. Is obviously going very well here at the AHL report, <laughs> uh, but we do have some hockey things to discuss. Uh, so sit back, as Rick said, pour yourself a beverage, make sure it's got tequila in it, and, and let's uh, let's get this this party started. Um, there's actually uh, not too much going on with. Uh, player signings as far as uh, Laval, Montreal are concerned. So I actually want to start with some AHL news uh, because coaching signings, Rick, this year just seem to be happening practically every day at this point. In fact, I, I thought I had seen um, our friend Patrick Williams from, uh, from the NHL had tweeted something the other day uh, when one of these announcements had come out, something like, 12 of the 31 head coaching positions in the AHL are, are new this summer already. So Mm. more than half the league has a new head coach and that's just head coach, not assistant coaches uh, going into next season. So there's been plenty of coach turnover and it continues. Um, Tim army was named as the new head coach of the Iowa wild. That's the Minnesota Wild's affiliate Um, He's got more than 30 years of experience as a coach in the NHL, the AHL, the NCAA. Uh, You might know his name from the Wilkes-Barre Scranton Penguins last season where he served as an assistant coach. But prior to that, he was an assistant with Colorado Avalanche from 2011 to 2017. Um, And this is not the first time that he has coached at the AHL level. He spent three seasons as the head coach of the Portland Pirates back in 2002 to 2005. Uh, And twice of those three seasons He reached the playoffs So Tim Army, New head coach in Iowa So that means that Wilkes-Barre Scranton Will be uh, looking for another Assistant coach Um, Rick Kowalski That's unusual
1: That's unusual isn't it 30 years of experience (laughs) <laughs> why, why would you want to coach with 30 years coaching I'm
0: not touching I'm not touching that I haven't, I, I haven't had enough tequila today To touch that with a 10 foot pole
1: okay. All right.
0: All right. Uh, Maybe by the end of the show I don't know But, but
1: not All right, right.
0: Um, Rick Kowalski Has spent the last Eight seasons You will know this name and He's been uh, for the last eight seasons The head coach of the New Jersey Devils AHL affiliates, Albany, 2010 to 17. And then of course, Binghamton last year when the franchise moved to Binghamton. Um, And the Devils have finally uh, rewarded him for his hard work at the AHL level and have promoted him to an assistant coach for the New Jersey Devils. Uh, That actually just happened yesterday. Uh, so he now joins Kowalski now joins the devils as an assistant coach, which means now here we are July 24th and Binghamton will now be searching, uh, for a head coach. Uh and they, they put out a social media statement today basically saying, uh, there is no timetable for that. They're, they're interviewing candidates already. They're going to, to take a look and, and bring in the best qualified person to do that. Um, and so their search begins here at the end of July as uh as Rick Kowalski moves on from the AHL to the NHL.
1: And a bit of a Canadians connection um with the um coaching staff there. Uh you got Roly Melanson, who um used to be the golden coach um with the Montreal Canadiens and um Alain Nazardine who um yeah with the Hamilton Bulldogs in the NHL a uh, long time ago, um, and played a season, uh, an unceremonious season with uh, the Montreal Canadiens as an assistant coach there mm. with uh, Rick Kowalski. Interesting.
0: Well, it'll be it'll be interesting to see who gets that head coaching position. Um, hopefully, uh, hopefully it's someone well, I'm sure it's going to be someone of, of good quality. Um, I know a couple of, uh, coaches who are probably still looking for new positions. So who knows? We'll see what happens there. We'll of course keep you posted on that. Um, and in other coaching news, this is outside the AHL, but must, uh, must thank, first of all, our, uh, dear friend of the program, Kathy, uh, for bringing this to our attention. Um, those of you who watched the Memorial Cup this year know that Acadie Bathurst, uh, the Teton, had had gone pretty, pretty far in the tournament. Um, they have announced a new assistant coach for the 2018-19 season, and it is a name that is well-loved here at the AHL Report, and it's one that many fans here will be familiar with, especially if you were uh, a fan of the St. John's Icecaps and that is eric nielsen uh, if we've we've spoken uh before about how uh after after retiring from playing professional hockey uh Eric went on to become an assistant coach for the maritime junior a hockey league's Saint Stephen Aces um, and he has now taken a position as an assistant coach behind the bench for the Teton for next season so congratulations to eric well deserved promotion. Uh, looking forward to seeing what he does with that group. <laughs> I, I enjoy, there's a, a quote from from the Tetons GM, Sylvain Couturier, who says, Nielsen possesses a strong character, strong leadership, and a great personality. And that that, that pretty much sums up Eric Nielsen.
1: <laughs> great personality, great guy. Um, one, of, one of the nicest guys uh, that we've met uh, covering the AHL um, when he was with the St. John's Ice Caps uh he has a bit of a uh a Q connection in the that he played for Ramuski and and uh, always spoke um, highly of of that experience and and playing in in the Q um and and has worked hard um you know he uh after had a season um in in the ECHL um and went over and and um played in the, the English league in Manchester and then and then came back and and paid his you know, he wanted to learn the game, he wanted to learn coaching, paid his dues, went to Saint Stephen and, and now has a coaching position in the queue and, and uh couldn't be happier happier for him.
0: Absolutely. Uh, looking forward to seeing as I said, looking forward to seeing what he does there and what the team does there this year. Uh the the Young men on that team are lucky to have him behind the bench with them. They will have a great experience uh, with Eric Nielsen. So stick tap to to Eric Nielsen on his new position. Um, and outside of that, Rick, really there's not uh, – that, that those are really all the coaching updates. And as far as, as player signings, there's been some things here and there uh, – um, Rich Clune is, is returning to the Toronto Marlies that, uh, got announced yesterday. He signed a two year contract. So got re-signed, uh, with the Marlies. That's a key piece of their puzzle, um, for sure. Um, and the Blue Jackets, uh, last week there was a trade between the Blue Jackets, uh, and the Coyotes uh, Blue Jackets got Ryan McInnes in exchange for Jake Graves, um, and so there was uh some some AHL news there as well but aside from that really not a lot of player movement going on this week not a lot of uh player signings um, not that there aren't more to come there are, there's i think this is kind of that quiet time late July early August where where vacations kind of happen and management gets their last vacations in before they really have to start buckling down for training camp Uh, So all's quiet on the, on the signing front right now, but I I don't think that's going to to stay that way for too
1: long. Yeah. With Mark Bergevin in, in Europe and uh, you know, it it has been quiet, but that doesn't mean that, that doesn't mean that fans aren't, aren't looking for news. And, and we know that because um, you know, there we still have content on our, our sites and and, uh, fans are going and, looking for that. And then there's those that are a little bit more uh, mischievous and, and uh, looking to drum up rumors and, and even, even go a step beyond that in, in terms of being advocates for um, particular players. Um, and there's one um, on if, if, if you're on Instagram, you've gotten bombarded with this uh, in the last few days. And let me back up a bit and and say that um, I guess we don't do uh, enough kind of uh, promoting our, our social media accounts, which are quite good. To, to, to and 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 we're a little bit different in that that um, you know everybody and their dog uh, that is Canadians fans has has an Instagram account. Uh, there's Insta this and Insta that and Insta the other thing um, uh, Canadians related who take you know, and, and we post the latest Canadians pictures and videos. And all they do is, is steal, uh, Getty stuff, uh, the Getty stock photos and post them. And, and yeah, they get their thousands of followers and, and they're all the same. Uh, there's nothing, uh, there's nothing that they know. There's nothing, there's no journalism around it. They, they just rip off photos and post them and, and get followers. And, and a lot of them, uh, you know, monetize that with, with uh, getting free sticks. And that's what they're, it's 13, 15, 16, 18 year old kids who who are looking um, to get, to get free stuff. So that's, that's what, right. That's their thing. And and mostly harmless. If you go to our account, you'll see that they're all um, um, exclusive photos, original photos. Um, and, um, and we should say we have four accounts. There's all Habs, uh, covering the Canadians, there's AHL report covering Laval Rocket and and uh, 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 Lehigh Valley Phantoms and Brampton Beast, and you'll see all kinds of photos there. Uh, there's Prop one called Laval Rocket, which is specifically for the the Rocket, and there's the Rocket Sports Media account, which is mainly hockey. Um, so follow all all four of our accounts. Um, but these other ones, like I say, the, the, it's it's the summer and and they're wanting to get. Um, uh, a little bit more traffic, I guess, and and uh, so they've moved into the the area of being advocates uh, for particular players, and and um, you know we've seen this before with uh, being seated with Larry Carrier and and somebody coming up and say would would you take a look at my friend um, for a PTO? <laughs> yeah. we we've, we've witnessed that. So we've got, we've got that kind of situation uh, on Instagram where they've taken this fellow and photoshopped him into a Montreal Canadiens jersey and are now just uh, bombarding. There's several accounts that are promoting this, this fellow, um, mm-hmm. wanting the Laval Rocket to sign him, um, saying that he, he, should be, he should get an AHL contract. The fellow's name is Eliza Sherbatov. And okay. you're to be forgiven if you have never heard of, of, of uh, Eliezer Sherbatov. Um, <laughs> he was born in Israel um, and at the age of two was brought to uh, Quebec, Laval in, in particular. And the story goes that um, as he came across the border or came to immigration, there was some issue. and I don't know what it is. There was some issue with the immigration. Um, okay. And, and, and the dad, um, Eliza's dad in speaking with the immigration, uh, official said, listen, you have to let us in. Um, I want my son to be just like Guy LeFleur uh-huh. and the immigration guy said, Oh, I like Guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Come on in. Um, <laughs> Now that's, that's a story. I don't, you know, I'm not going to attest to how true that is, but right. that's a story. And they landed in, in Laval um, and, and um, Eliza uh, played hockey. And, and at, at, at 13 years old, he went on and played in the Israeli Hockey League. Um, came back and, and in the 2000s, let me see, get this right here uh 2009 2010 season 2010 2011 season he played for the Montreal Juniors okay no nothing 2010 11 37 games 9 points nothing spectacular he got traded to uh Dr- Drakkar uh in that season and after that um we didn't see him in the, in the, the queue anymore and and of course the Montreal Juniors uh uh, moved and, and on and on and he went on and he played in france um and you know nothing nothing terribly uh tremendous uh but you know even though his dad's vision for him was being the next gila fleur um when you asked eliza his dream was always to play in the khl um, Eliza Sherbatov. He's from a Russian Jewish family, and his dream was to play in the KHL. So, last season he 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 fulfilled his dream and played for Bratislava in the KHL. Okay. Thirty five games, one goal, three assists. Uh, okay. <laughs> okay. Uh, all right. All right. I mean, he's he's five eight, one ninety four. Um, and, you know, uh, has some, uh, I, I, the, the, the folks on Instagram are, are promoting his, his, uh, shootout moves, um, where he picks the puck up on, on the end of his stick, spins around and, you know, that kind of thing, the hot dog stuff. Um, and, and of course it's scouting by, by YouTube, which we've, which we've talked about at length, how effective that can be. Uh so uh, now you 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 photoshop him into a Canadian's jersey and you hammer people um and spread this far and wide because we've got to get the message to um uh, the Laval Rocket, Larry Carrier and, and Mark that needs a AHL contract so we can see him suited up for the Laval Rocket. And and all of this you know, is being driven by, well, it's just nonsense. And yeah. um, you want to fall back, but my goodness, they've, 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 they've stepped far afield here. Um, but if you get something in your, uh, you know, in your social media feed or um, your inbox or whatever for Eliza Sherbatov, um, you'll know, you'll know what that's all about. Of course.
0: Well, and it's just, you know, there's, it's funny, you know, the, as we, as I just said a few minutes ago, there, there is no off season for us here at, at Rocket Sports at the AHL report. And, and yes, hockey news is, is not as um, all encompassing this time of year as it is in say February and March, but there's plenty of hockey news to talk about without having to go to such far reaches to make up things to talk about, basically. Um, And that's, you know, that's one of the things that I think our team does very well here is, is the content that we provide all year round is always um, timely. It's always relevant. It's uh, original. It's not based in rumor or Speculation. You know, we we may provide some educated guesses about things sometimes, but we always preface that by saying, you know, I don't want to speculate here or or this is in no way um based on fact. This is just an educated guess based off of our experiences and things that we've heard or people we've spoken to and whatnot. So it's Sure, you know you can you can have you can have accounts like that that you follow for entertainment purposes only, but nothing of any any substance like you'll like you'll get with the Rocket Sports um, family of brands and and accounts and and staff
1: and team members. So, and and all this stuff, all these rumors, all the, I mean, it leads people to think that there there isn't a plan. Um, and, and yeah, Brendan Kelly wrote about for the Gazette wrote about you know, how, um, this might be a rebuild, but it wasn't a planned rebuild. The Canadians kind of fell ass backwards into this, uh, by mistakes. Yeah. Um, and, and no, well, yeah. Okay. I will compare you, you compare, uh, the Winnipeg Jets who the Winnipeg Jets had a superb season last year. Um, and yes, okay. That I, you know, we've talked about Vegas and, and, and we'll disagree about this, but, you know, there there was a thumb on the on the the the, the scales of justice, <laughs> let's say, uh that, that that seemed to help the Vegas get past the Jets into into the final. And and if it weren't for that, um maybe the Jets uh, would have appeared um against the, the the Capitals, which is a series I want I would have liked to have seen. Mm-hmm. But the Jets the Jets, okay. They had they had some cap issues um, uh, coming out of the season. Uh, they had some, some signings to do. They had to, to get rid of some cap space. Um, Stasny was probably the, the best signing, uh, uh, the trade deadline signing uh, by shovel day off, um, you know, last spring and, and, uh, but you know um, they, they couldn't afford to meet his demands and they had people waiting for in the wings. So, uh, Stasny uh, flirted a bit with the Canadians. Spoke to Max Pacioretty. Max said, gee, I don't know if I'm going to be here." Uh, Stasny said, "Okay, um, you know uh, that name is big in Quebec, but but uh, he decided to go on to Vegas, and and good for him." Um, and the Jets said, "Fine, uh, we're we're fine with that, um, and we're fine with with offloading Mason's salary and letting a young, uh, a good Joel Armia go to the Canadians because we got." You know we've we've got uh, Jack Roslavic who who's who's going to get uh, a bit a bit more time. We have Nick Patan. Nick Patan split his season last year with the Moose. Um, and and uh, no, he didn't split it. It was Roslovic that split his season. But Patan had uh, 52 points in 52 games in the AHL. Terrific um, last year. Um, we saw Mason Appleton. Um, mm-hmm. Who tore up the Rocket? Um, uh, he seemed to be scoring at will against the Rocket. He's he's going to compete uh, this year. So you got Patan, you got Roslovic, you got um, um, uh, Brendan Lemieux in the in in the mix. You got uh, Veselainen, um uh, who played in the Finnish Men's League last year. He could come over. You have you know uh Rostovic in the center uh, um um uh, on the wing and then you know we don't miss Joel Armia very much um, No. it says the, the the Winnipeg Jets it's it's the it's the building the, the prospects giving them a lot of experience in the AHL and then using that those prospects to graduate them properly um on defense, there's, you know, we don't know yet, but uh, there was the arbitration hearing, Jacob Jacob Truba, the arbitrators split the, the money down the middle. He was looking for seven. The Jets are going to pay four. He gets 5.5 if the Jets accept it. I think they have 48 hours to do that. Um, so potentially they could lose Truba. They already gave up on Toby Enstrom, um, who is, you know, uh, we've heard that, that, Bergevin is, has chatted with him, uh, but but who was the best defenseman in the AHL last year? Sammy Niku, he was tremendous. Yeah, he um, was very good. A- too good for the AHL last year. Um, you have Tucker Pullman, um, was was solid in in um, uh, the the AHL last year. Um, the AHL is a development league, and there are some. There are some teams who do it right, um, and and you know all those all those names that we talked about um, are are you watch Jets camp this this fall their training camp and see mm-hmm. which of these guys are going to be filling those key spots that were vacated because of salary cap cap crunches and 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 uh, players moving on and choices that both players and management make. It's you know
0: we've talked about this in in the face of, of Hershey as well how how they have they're now with with a new head coach they're now starting to to refocus their mission at the AHL level as well over to that you know solid developmental side of things and philosophy and environment and and it's proven to be very effective. Um, As you say, Winnipeg has, you know, the Manitoba Moose were, had an incredible season this past year. Uh, It's not the first time that that's happened. And as you say, you know, these players get graduated and transitioned properly into the NHL, where then they either become a, a key piece of your puzzle at the NHL level, or if you've done such a good job that you're, that you're, roster is overflowing with talent. Well, then you've got high value trade chips. Um, And you, and, and yes, you've developed them and you hate to see them go, but you're going to get good return on your investment. It's all about ROI. Basic, basic business is all about ROI return on investment. And you have to put the time and the effort and the money into investing into these players when they're young. And you'll be rewarded either on the score sheet, on your roster, or in trade value, depending on what your situation is. And and you're right, Winnipeg. Winnipeg is is doing it right. It seems that um, Washington is really starting to move in that direction, especially coming off a successful Stanley Cup year. Um, how quickly We've talked will about the
1: Leafs and the Marlies as well? Well, uh, yeah, I mean, there you go. There, there are a number of examples
0: absolutely a number of examples and and at some point you know i think this as you say this rebuild is it for the canadians it wasn't a planned one <laughs> Um and it's going to be interesting this year to see they're already kind of you know stacking the veterans into laval again you know we've got the agostinos and the and and those types of players that they're bringing on. Um, But development still has to be a priority. And depending on how things go this year, it's just going to be interesting to see if anyone wakes up and realizes that, that the prospects have to, attention has to be put on the prospects. We've been banging that drum for years and years and years. Invest in your prospects. Give them the best opportunities. Put them in positions to succeed. Explain to them why they weren't successful when they had an opportunity. Teach them how to get better. Um, Don't set them up to fail. Philosophy has to center around that for development or it's never going to be successful. And they're going to get put into positions. The Canadians are going to be put in positions where they have season after season after season like they did last year. And I don't think anybody wants to relive last year again. I really don't think they do. Um, let's see here. So it will be it will be interesting to see. And I, I don't think the Jets are done, Rick. I, I think Cheval Dayoff still has tricks up his sleeve. It's, he seems to be a, the type who is constantly thinking and constantly – um, reworking and, and constantly building on, on his vision, long term and short term. So it'll be interesting to see to see how things continue. And as you say, now that arbitration is, the arbiters have have laid down uh, what they want for uh, for Truba.
1: Who knows what happens there? And it's going to create spots. Um, it's going to create. There's also there's there's Kulikov still has um, two years left on a big contract, and I wouldn't uh, be surprised to see him moved at some point during during the season. And all of those kind of uh, thank you. You were uh, you know, you may have been a bandaid. You may have been a transition kind of piece while we while we develop our prospects. But we've got some people now um, that allow us to make some moves and and uh, and and then fill holes. Um, and, and yeah, I, I, I think you're right that, that there's going to be some more of those, uh, those moves and maybe, maybe they'll wait until training camp to see, you know, what things look like. Um, but, um, but, but they're, uh, you know, an organization who's, who's doing it right with, with developing their prospects and, and, and have learned how to transition them properly, um, you know, Roslovic's a good example and, and even got into some playoff games. And, um, and we, we should see that with, with uh, Patan and Sami Niku and, and others as the, the season moves on.
0: Well, speaking of um, prospects, one of, uh, one of the most exciting events of the summer, in, in I, w- I will even say in our humble opinion, uh, is well, it's, and it actually has a has a diff, slightly different name this year. But it's the World Junior Summer Showcase. It used to be called the National Junior Evaluation Camp uh, when it was in Lake Placid. Um, when it moved to Michigan with USA Hockey last year, it was the World Junior Summer Showcase. This year, Hockey Canada is hosting this showcase, this this tournament, um, and it is now called uh, the Sport Check World Junior Showcase, and it's. It's here already. It's being held this year in Kamloops uh, out in B.C., and I believe teams are reporting on the 28th, which is, uh, which is Saturday this week, but um, tournament-style play does start uh, in less than a week. It starts on Monday, July 30th. It will run the course of uh, the entire week through Saturday, August 4th. Uh, four countries will be represented once again, the United States, Canada, Finland, and Sweden. Uh, So things kick off, uh, and and as has done in the past, Canada and the U.S. will have uh, basically double-sized rosters to start off with. They'll each have um, a blue team and a white team, and then over the course of the first few days, they'll make cuts so that it's just down to one roster for the U.S. and Canada for the second half of the week. So things will kick off on Monday uh, with two games. Uh, all of these times are Pacific time. So 4 p.m. Pacific, the first game of the tournament is United States blue versus Sweden, followed by the uh, at seven o'clock Pacific time, the U.S. white squad will face Finland. And then on Tuesday, a week from today, uh, there'll be three games that day. There'll be Sweden will play Finland and then Canada white versus U.S. blue and Canada red versus U.S. white. Um, and then after that, cuts, cuts will be made to both rosters. Um, so, Rick, it's, it's always an exciting tournament. This is, this is not only your early taste of what the World Junior Championship Tournament is going to look like in another six months, um, but it's also a great opportunity to get a look at um, prospects, recent draftees, and uh, there are some some notable names hanging out on some of these rosters, um, and it should be another really really good tournament this year.
1: Should be great, yeah. As you say, a bit of a preview for uh, the World Junior uh, Championships, which is always a, a great tournament uh, over the Christmas period. Um, but but yeah, the, for there will be familiar names for those that were uh, following our draft coverage be lots of familiar names uh there uh and also uh, not many um spots on the rosters available for for uh uh, draft eligible players for 2019 but there are a couple and 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 some notable ones Uh, i guess jack hughes being the um so far the consensus uh projected number one pick for 2019 he'll be on the the u.s roster um the canadians montreal canadians have i think uh, I'm gonna have to do a recount. I think it's eight players uh, spread over so. the various rosters. Um, uh, Ryan Paling and, and um, Caden Primo, uh on, mm-hmm. on the, the U.S. squad um, for the, the Flyers uh, uh, listeners. Um, you know, there's there's Jay O'Brien uh, and uh, Joel Faraby, um and uh, Morgan Frost. Yeah, um, there's there's uh, all of whom we spoke with uh, at the at the Flyers uh, development camp, mm-hmm. um, and there's uh, what's what's always kind of fun for me is now he's not drafted, he's not drafted, but we've seen him at summer showcases before. Oh, we've seen him at the all exactly American prospects <laughs> every year. Uh-huh. And you see him. It's hard to see him sometimes. It's hard to get a hard look at to. him. It is. Yeah. But if you stand up and you peer over the boards. Um, no, I shouldn't say that. He's, he's a delightful that. guy. Sean he's Doogie probably
0: and... He's probably the only hockey player that I look down on, even when he's on yeah. skates. Yeah, oh, it's,
1: yeah. It's exciting. <laughs>
0: Exciting for me because that doesn't. Have, not that I'm short, and anyway, I'm five foot. I'm just over five seven, but Sean Doogie's listed at five three. So, um, a generous,
1: a, a generous, that's a, a generous, generous five three, hundred and forty pounds. So, yeah, um, yeah. He but but great hands, uh, and mm-hmm. and and is a is an offensive weapon for the University of Wisconsin. And
0: well, and he's just a little fire out there. I mean, he's he's constantly all over the ice he's all over the puck everywhere you look Sean Doogie's he's right there <laughs> you certainly can't miss him
1: Indeed he is he's an uh, offensive player um you know uh, uh relied on at the University of Wisconsin and so uh we don't mean to 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 uh focus in on here I mean there's there's uh, uh he's just a a player that that uh, that we like seeing but as we've said, there's, you know, as you go through the rosters, uh, Quinn Hughes, we uh, mentioned Jack Hughes, but Quinn Hughes, uh, is also mm-hmm. scheduled to be there. Um, uh, I just, just go down the list. Joel Farabee, Jay O'Brien, um, uh, Logan Hutsko, um, the, Brady Kachuk, Oliver Wallstrom, um, Ryan Paling. I mentioned, um, it, there there's just a there's going to be a a, a lot of talent. Barrett Barrett Hayton um went 5th overall this year uh to Arizona um mm-hmm. Nick Suzuki uh Joe Volano uh, to Detroit uh of uh, both of of uh um interest to um uh, uh, fans in in Quebec um so it's yeah it's it's uh it's an it's an exciting tournament and and uh, you know, timely when, when so many fans are looking for uh, their hockey fix at this time of year.
0: Absolutely. Uh, on the Swedish roster, you know, names like Adam Ginning. That was another uh, Philadelphia Flyers prospect. We spoke to it at development camp. He'll be there. Adam Boakvist, uh will be playing for Team Sweden. Um, lots of names. Uh, Jacob Olofsson. Uh, is is one of them uh, that will be there Um, and so lots of great hockey action Uh, again everything starts as far as tournament play goes next Monday July 30th and so we'll keep everyone of course every year uh, as we always do we'll keep everyone apprised of the happenings um, for what is this year known as the SportCheck World Junior Showcase uh, 2018 version should be exciting um, and so I guess, um, goodness, our our hour goes so quickly all the time. Um, one one last thing I did did want to touch on as well, Rick. Um, you know, you spoke a little bit about um, all of our various Instagram accounts. Um, of course, be sure to, you know, we're very active on social media. As as we've always said here at Rocket Sports Media, we were some of the early adopters of Twitter and social media uh, in general way back when. Um, and so you can find us all over the place, not only those Instagram accounts, but you can also find us on Twitter at the AHL report. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Flyers Rule, and you can find Rick on Twitter at All Habs. Um, in addition, to there's, if, you, if you head over to our Rocket Sports um, media page, you'll see lots of connections for all of our social media accounts and our team members' accounts as well, and be sure to follow all of them as well. Um, Facebook is another one. All of, our, all of our brands are represented on Facebook as well. If you go to the website, you can find the links to Facebook. But one thing uh, we probably don't talk about often enough. Um, and a lot of times it's because we put these things right into our articles. So when you're following us on on regular social media and, and on the website, you're already seeing our original content, YouTube videos um, which are embedded into our articles. But we should mention our YouTube channel specifically uh, so that you can go follow it if you are a YouTube subscriber. You want to subscribe to the All Habs channel, Rick, um, and I'll, I'll let you tell folks more about that. But it's chock full of, you know, every interview, just about every interview we do, um, whether it's in a Scrum or it's one-on-one, we also videotape those interviews and we put out original uh, videos and, and interview compilations um, of every interview that we do. So it's it's a great place to not only hear but see your favorite players and coaches uh, as we talk to them throughout the year.
1: There, There is, as you say, um, uh, interviews for uh, post-game Scrums. There are one-on-one interviews. Um, and it's from um, you know, the Laval rocket, the Montreal Canadiens, uh, uh, the, 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 the Lehigh Valley Phantoms, um, prospects, uh, from, from, um, the, the prospects tournaments, uh, whether it be the world juniors, um, whether it be, uh, all American prospects, whether it be this summer showcase that we've been talking about. Um, it's, it's, this is the time of season uh, where, where you're looking for hockey, you're looking to catch up on some things. So there are a ton of YouTube videos for you to watch. Go to YouTube, type in All Habs. You'll get there right away. Um, and once you're there, subscribe to, to uh, the channel and also uh, click the notification uh, bell so that, uh, so that you'll, be, uh, you'll be notified when we put up new content and just let me reiterate that it is exclusive. It it is, it is original um, Mm -hmm. and uh, you won't see it anywhere else. So um, uh, make, make the effort to go and subscribe and, and, uh, and we want to, we want to deliver it straight, straight to you.
0: Absolutely. And I, you know, I will I will second and third that. I'm a little biased because I'm also I'm also the video producer and editor. So <laughs> we want people to see uh the the work that we do um and interviews are interviews are are a fabulous thing to listen to. They're even more interesting when you get to watch them as well because um you know, it's just you can you can understand a lot more about the people that we interview when you actually get to watch them respond to questions. Uh and uh, as you say, Rick, it's a, now in the summertime. It's a great time to get caught up on, on videos you may have missed. And hitting that subscribe button makes sure that you are notified um, whenever we post something new. And you never know when that's going to be. <laughs> you never know when that's going to be. That will do it for us for this week here at From the Press Box. We appreciate you joining us, Rick. It's um It's five o'clock somewhere and it's national tequila day. So (laughs) I will, I will tip my margarita in your direction and say cheers to you. Uh, Salute to, to all of our listeners. Thanks for joining us again this week.
1: Thanks very much. Uh, Glad to be here. And uh, I haven't heard that glass being refilled uh, very often during the the broadcast, but I'm sure that now it, uh, it will be. Um, that's correct, and come right. back and see us next week for sure.
0: <laughs> Definitely. Have a great week, everyone. We'll see you back here next Tuesday here at the AHL Report right here on From the Press Box.